are. And I mean, I know that was big news sure, for you guys, yes. but in bigger news. And babe, I love you, but big news. Biggest <laughs> news. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Breeze and eyes. Bravo Life yeah. was maybe made. We got to visit Mecca this week. We did. Andy Cohen said my name. Yes. We were virtual audience members on Watch What Happens Live. Or we will be. By the time this airs. By the time this airs. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I can't wait for a Tuesday night. I can't wait. So the episode that Pop we're that on. Popcorn. Yes. The episode that we're on is on 420, which is fun. Yeah. Um, But we are going to be on TV, y'all. With with Chrissy Teigen. Welcome to Boy Meets Bravo, your new favorite weekly Bravo TV recap podcast with a twist. We are two Bravo-holics just trying to make it nice and show a formerly unwilling participant why Bravo TV is gone with the wind fabulous. I'm Bree. And I'm LP. And this is Boy Meets Bravo. Season two, episode one. So for those of you who are here for the first time, welcome. We take the Everyday TV Recap Podcast and we invite my husband, Desmond, who is not a Bravo TV fan, into the fold. Every week, we lovingly force him to watch a few episodes of our favorite franchises in the hopes of turning him into a real house husband. Excuse me? Uh, A real what? What? Huh? House husband. Nah, 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 nah. We're not bringing this back up. Uh, we talked about this season one. Yes. Well, new season, new theme song, and I've got a new name. <laughs> congrats, congrats. Congrats to the newlyweds. Yay. Very happy for you guys. Yes. So we are, things are, things are good over here. Right. It was a good wedding. Yes. I had a grand old time. We got married. We went on our honeymoon. And now we're back for season two. To, I've been ready to get back to work. Everything, the, the week was great. The wedding was great. The honeymoon, oh, can't speak about that enough. Check out Gentleman's Yearbook. I talked a lot about <laughs> it, but I'm ready to get back to work. All right. Well, here we are. And I mean, I know that was big news sure, for you guys, yes. but it's bigger news. And babe, I love you, but big news. Biggest <laughs> news. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Breeze and eyes. Bravo Life was maybe made. We got to visit Mecca this week. We did. Andy Cohen said my name. Yes. We were virtual audience members on Watch What Happens Live. Or we will be. By the time this airs. By the time this airs. Oh, my my God. God. I can't wait for a Tuesday night. I can't wait. So the episode that we're on. Yes, the episode that we're on is on 420, which is fun. Yeah. Um, But we are going to be on TV, y'all. With with Chrissy Teigen, <laughs> like, we got to soak in the Bravo ness with like the biggest Bravo celebrity fan yeah. I think like is out there, and I was so curious about like obviously her insight as to what's going on. She's surprisingly a below deck sailing fan. I know. <sighs> I don't. I still can't get into that one. I'm but. kind of into just. She's just such a natural fanatic of Bravo TV. Yes. And that's really cool to see. Uh, she also was sitting there in a robe the yeah, whole time. Was. Just and a I, silk robe just casually a... on vacation. <laughs> John Legend hot, hanging out in the background. Yeah, we were hoping that he would pop in. But... Yeah, 
but we, we got to ask it. We got to ask a question. Yeah. So we don't. We got called on. We got to talk with Chrissy for a split second in time, and like it was. I don't know. It was. I've been floating on that all week for sure. I cannot wait. I will record it. I will keep it forever. I might take freeze frame pictures and frame them. Like I just. It was so wonderful. I came home. I like busted open the door. I was like, Desmond. And he was like, are you so happy? <laughs> I haven't. So what was the question? What would you guys ask? Well, obviously they'll see it, but. Yeah. yeah. So we were given a question to ask. We had okay. some questions that we were <laughs> with ready to yes. ask. I'd written up about four of them, um, which I sent to Chrissy on the backside, just in case <laughs> just, she felt a, like answering. A casual DM. I need to know what she thinks. Should Marlo have a peach? Anyway, <laughs> uh, we asked a question. It was about Kanye and like, have John and Kanye been in, co- in contact since the news about the divorce broke? Um, how's Kim doing? Because like, they're all friends. So it was shady gossip, but we were excited to be a shady. Yeah, we were excited. We got a shady question. Yes. It was a three-parter. So, I mean, oh, my gosh. It was just... Chrissy was looking us in the face virtually. Yes. I held her cookbook. She acknowledged it. She knows. It's great. (laughs) It was wonderful. It's not fully the same, but it's kind of if you were able to have any sort of contact with Jay-Z. No. Uh, No way. Are you sure? I'm positive. I don't know. No. I know know what hove means to hip-hop, and there's no way Chrissy Teigen means that to... No, no, we're talking about Andy Cohen. (laughs) The whole whole Bravo situation we got to be in. Like... Um, Okay, I'll give you ladies that. Okay. I'll give you that. Oh, it's wonderful. I can't wait to watch it. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's been a few weeks since we've been on air, and a lot has happened. So we have a lot to talk <laughs> so about. I mean, so much has happened. We have a lot to talk about in this episode, but let's touch on, like, just a couple of the things that we missed while we weren't recording the very first massive... <clears throat> yes. Would you like to start? <laughs> well... I wanted to do an emergency podcast before we even left to go on the honeymoon, simply to touch on what I'm sure you're about to bring up. You are correct. Get so into it, baby. Jen Shaw got arrested. Big time. By the feds. By not just the feds, but like the Southern District of New York, which handles a lot of of major um, like white collar crimes, Wall Street crimes, and they have a 96% conviction rate. Wow. They do not take a case unless they are very certain that they will win. They don't waste the time or the resources. So Jen Shaw is in for a world of hurt, but she's not letting it stop her. As no. Jen Shaw shouldn't, she has, even against advisement of all attorneys, has decided that she will continue to film Season two of Salt Lake. Because by the grace of God, they are filming right now. <laughs> Yo, in the in the words of Two Chains, I'm gonna be fresh as hell if the feds are watching. <laughs> yes. So I feel you. I like Jen. I, I hear what's going on, but you guys know Jen is a reason I'm still watching Bravo. So I'm gonna hold her down. I don't believe it, Jen. I don't believe all these allegations against you. The case is gonna get dropped. Mark my words. I'll mark Maybe them, but um, she's but, part of the four percent. I don't know. We'll see. I do know that Desmond was devastated when I told him this news. Oh my god! The text message: We have to pod now. <laughs> that hurt. 
I need to get my feelings out. Oh, I can't wait to see this. how this plays I out. I mean, the feds chased down the production truck that they were in looking for her. And, like, she was nowhere to be found because she escaped. She, like, <clears throat> left with her aunt. I Probably not the one with the amputated legs, I assume. I'm assuming Whoa. not. <laughs> she escaped with her aunt uh, because her husband, Coach Shaw, ride or die, like, t- called and gave a heads called up. And gave a heads up. So so it's going to hurt my heart if Coach Sean knew all of this was going on because I've held him to a real high standard that I didn't know he necessarily should be held to, but I held it. So it's going to hurt. But I have one question. Who paid for his birthday party? I mean. Aunt Ethel. Oh. Just saying. I know. Why aren't you saying that Jen is not guilty? Yeah, but I still got to get these jokes off. Okay, fair enough. Well, we'll see how that one turns out, but I feel like it's going to give us some of the best footage that has ever come. Like, there obviously are classic moments for Housewives moments. Not the first arrest that we've seen. But on camera. But on camera. This is huge. I can't wait. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear and see Mary's eyes in the confessional when they talk about this. When she gets to go off on Jen. I mean, Mark, I I said it here a few times and I apologize. I thought Mary was going to be the first one to go down for tax evasion or fraud. My bad. Her money is questionable. Her money is questionable, but... Apparently, Jen's is illegal. I mean, I do remember on the reunion, one of one of the parts of the Salt Lake reunion when they were asking Jen what she does. And it was a very sketchy answer. If she was like, oh, we the company does like a little of this and that. And we all were like, what? Even Heather was like, I still don't understand. But Heather was like, I don't care because I get to go to cool parties with you. Yes. Which, you know. Yes, I kind of get. Well, kind of speaking on more, I don't know, illegal things um, and uh, a little bit of a segue into a happy thing. So Jax Taylor apparently owes like a million dollars to the IRS. Who the fuck is that? He's one of the hoes on. Um, oh, he gets pimped by, um, by yeah. the pimp. Oh, damn. Yeah. She can't pay that. She got that. Yeah, but why should she pay for his tax woes? Jax is a dumbass. Jax is a flat-out dumbass. There's no way to, like, cut that in a different way. He actually got... It wasn't on camera, but he got arrested and uh, maybe charged in some way because he stole these, like, really expensive sunglasses Sunglasses. while they were on vacation in Hawaii while they were filming the show. He's just a mess. He's he's just a flat-out dumbass. So it does not surprise me that he had no idea what taxes were and that he should be paying them because, like, I am not surprised by this news at all. But congratulations on being a new father. Yes. That will also be expensive. So have fun. (laughs) He and Brittany just welcomed their baby boy, Cruz Couchy. Child's I'm sorry. I don't want to speak negatively of a newborn. First name is Cruz. The last name is Couch. (laughs) Fire? What's the last name? Couchy. They no, they should have came up with something better. See, when you when you pick names for a child, you can't just come up with a fire first name like that. It has to match the last name too. So Cruz, fire. Couchy? It doesn't no. Maybe like Pouchy? Cruz Pouchy? No, Pouchy Couchy. Oh, Oh. Oh, yeah, uh, maybe. Well, you know, um, another so something that happened, I don't know how organically, but like all of the Vanderpump people just got pregnant at the same time. And so the last one to uh, give birth is Sheena and she's due kind of any day now. So we'll see how that 
it was goes. like they were all working towards a plot line that got canceled because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of racist behavior. Yes. But maybe someone will get a spinoff. Yeah. And then also, we had watched this week, speaking of the madam and Beverly Hills, we got a fresh trailer drop of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes. And I am excited and thrilled. And we get to see uh, Erica Girardi go through her kind of divorce and legal issues also. Right. And we see her, like, lose her mind on... Um, Sutton. Yeah. Sutton got her... I, I say everyone when we gets their peach just because I live in Atlanta, <laughs> but in my Sutton mind... Sutton got her peach. Yeah, Sutton got her peach. She got her diamond, whatever it's called. And uh, so she has, you know, she's got a promotion and Erica basically told her, like, I don't care if we came from the same place, you don't fuck with me. Like, don't. And one of the new housewives on Beverly Hills, we finally have another Asian housewife on Beverly Hills, Crystal Minkoff. She's married to the director of The Lion King, among other movies, but that's the one that sticks out the most. Big bang. Yeah, for sure. She's beautiful. And she loses her mind with Sutton, too. I'm so excited. I kind of like Sutton. I was glad that she... Oh, I do, too. I'm glad that she got the promotion. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to recap what has gone on this week in Bravo. We're talking a little bit of Roadie, Roa, and Summer House. And for those of you that don't understand my <laughs> acronyms, Dallas, Atlanta, and of course, the, I don't know, it's been an epic few weeks in Summer House. So I'm really excited to jump into that. Who knew? Who knew? I did. Weeks ago, I was like, what is this stuff? Who wants to watch these people living in a house together? And it has proved to be a delight. I'm (laughs) thrilled to jump in. All right, we'll get into that next in Tea Time. Welcome back. It is officially Tea Time. What are we sipping on? Well, we're jumping into a recap on a couple of things, but... Over the break, we showed Desmond the trailer for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I got I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what I want to hear your thoughts. First of all, y'all know I don't know these ladies. So I'm just going to um, tell you how I see it. There's one lady who punked this other lady at a uh, dinner table. And I fucking loved it. <laughs> she was like, say it again, bitch. And she was like, what you going to do or what? And she was like, oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking love that shit. What's That's her name? Erica Jane. Erica Jane. She about knocked that bitch out of there. Yeah, she, that, she's talking to Sutton. That's the one who just got her her diamond. Hey, she about to take that shit. <laughs> that was good. Erica Jane that. was definitely marking her territory for sure. She's like, welcome to the table. All right. Don't mess with me. She has a lot of uh, storyline this season because she was in a bunch of the preview. I am so excited. Kind of like the Jen Shaw thing. You know, she's also going through her legal battles and woes. So it's going to be interesting to see how she... By some of the footage that we saw, I have a feeling she may take a little bit of a self-righteous turn, which is a little annoying. But, you know, I love Erica Jane. She's always been a favorite of mine. You're going to like her storyline. She has a whole side life, like a soul, whole performing. She, like, goes out and does this very risque kind of act. Uh, I, I don't even think I'd call it burlesque. Like, it's beyond on burlesque yeah she looked like she should do something reformed yeah. yeah yeah she's yeah i can't wait to show you i can't wait for beverly hills to come back so that you can see it because i do think you'll like it the way that you liked salt lake yeah mm, interesting you'll probably dislike a lot of the women i can see you disliking dorit or maybe you'll like her i don't know you surprise me sometimes oh, with your choices i do like fancy so yes oh, well, garcelle. of course yes garcelle yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah fancy yeah she's wonderful all right well we're gonna jump into a little bit 
on Roa. I feel like Atlanta has offered us a lot of storyline when it came to the Bolo storyline, but I feel like we are still talking about so whether I'm sure or not. Y'all are. <laughs> I'm sure we're also talking about Bolo. No, not we, me and LP, but the the women, yeah. the women of Atlanta, are st- will not let the Bolo thing die. And I feel like it's because it's all they got. They're like That's really true. stringing that. Pro- uh, now we've gone over to slut shame uh, Latoya for her profit lot. So okay, thing. so Drew Sedora don't like her. Okay, she oh, the, Ralph's wife. Yep. Yeah, she was planning a essentially a baptism for her little girl, and somebody named Prophet Lot, some like pastor, was supposed to do the blessing for her daughter. But then it turns out maybe that Prophet Lot was dating Latoya on the side and broke up with his fiance because of it. But then Latoya is claiming that that's not true, and so Drew canceled her baby's baptism because of like that drama that maybe wasn't existing yeah well i guess prophet lot had to drop i've got first of all issues with prophet lot just in the the name alone is this a thing is this a thing like in the black church at all uh, having prophet no we're just at the end of our times you know people are doing that now (sighs) i was like why are we calling this man a prophet he's self-claimed a, it, this Gucci wearing man why are we calling him a prophet yeah. you know like that by, I saw nothing about this man's life that made me deem him a prophet but that is an aside so yeah he, he apparently uh, was counseling you know in the ways of Christ I googled uh, Latoya, him and he's a life coach okay. also well so. he was counseling Latoya and apparently counseled her in a lot of ways and now he had to because of the drama that that had caused profit lot backed out i think of the oh, it was conflicting it was a little bit conflicting because once they got profit lot on the phone like he was like no i haven't been engaged for years and like so like even drew's side of the story so very very conflicting um perspectives on the situation but either way ladies i'm gonna be honest with y'all know what's going on who's who's latoya She's, she's one of the, the tr- <clears throat> Trini gal. Remember her? Like the one with the braids and she's like uh, Kenya's, we think yes. maybe side lover. Okay, we can't so figure that out. What she have to do with Drew in the baby shower? She was maybe hooking up with Prophet Lot, Lot and Drew Sedora didn't like that essentially. Okay. And so... Everybody's fucking somebody. Are you kidding? Look, I don't know. It was confusing to me. I think LaToya... Uh, gets on Drew's nerves and LaToya mm, likes that yeah. because it gives her some screen time and it bothers Drew and so Drew has found this reason to I guess kind of include her in the drama of her kid's baptism I don't know it was a stretch it was it was a it was a deep stretch yeah and uh, you could kind of see it like on all of the older women's faces like Candy and <laughs> Cynthia they Everyone's were like, like what? what like what <laughs> yeah and they did not understand what the drama was about. I yeah. don't understand the drama it was about. So I can't say that we're going to dedicate too much time to the women of Atlanta because we gave them their due with Bolo, and that's where it lands. Well, we're coming to the end of this season. Like, the finale is tonight when we're recording, um, and we got a, a preview of the reunion a little bit, and they're all in, like, dungeon-themed outfits. Again? Oh, oh, my goodness, yes. Really? Yes. Candy in particular. Ma'am, gr- auntie, put them things away. Who's the girl I like? 
Kenya. I want to see what she's wearing. Okay. I know she got them things up. Okay. Well, now she's being all judgy about that whole party, so maybe she'll be wearing a nun's habit. I'm not sure, <laughs> because, like, she was all judgy post-haste about the uh, about the bolo situation. Yeah, she was so. not. She we didn't talk about her new assets, either. She got a boob job. She did. A boob reduction, right? She had a titty reveal party. <laughs> she did. She had a, she invited the women over again. No food or beverage. Oh, I remember fans. this. Yes. And uh, Marlo had to order pizza. Oh and my God, Marlo, give her a peach. Come I know, on. I know. I know. My one. My my only question. I wanted to ask of Andy and Chrissy, and unfortunately, it went unanswered. What do you think of those outfits? <laughs> Yo. So I'm looking at a picture of what they're wearing at the reunion. And Auntie looks straight out of a comic book looking like Catwoman. Let me what see. What the fuck is she wearing? It's an interesting choice. Because everybody else put like a glam spin. And she put a... Dominatrix <laughs> spin. Yes. Yes. Wow. yes. That is a cat suit. So but there's that. I can tell who's going to look the best. And it is... Who's her on the very end? Cynthia. Cynthia. Cynthia is killing it. Yeah. She's going to look the best that night. Well, thank you, Atlanta. We'll reserve our comments for the reunion. Yeah. All right. Well, this week on Roadie, Real Housewives, <laughs> <laughs> you know I cannot, Real Housewives of Dallas, we watched the ladies go camping and they went on a hunt for Sasquatch. We also learned that Brandy is legally blind and that okay. the women still allowed her to drive them in that RV. Okay, give us a recap of like, who the women are for Desmond okay. and also a little bit of this particular episode because I thought I was caught up and I forced myself to watch so much Dallas because it's not even really my favorite and then I realized I wasn't even all the way caught up. All right, I'll give you a lowdown. So, as you like to call Nic- Ghost Nicole Kidman. Yes. The tall one, uh, Cameron. Uh, her husband surprised her with a house this week, or a couple weeks ago, actually. Damn. A seven yeah. and a half million dollar home. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, let's stop there. Baby, if I were to buy a house today and surprise you with it, what? how much would it have to be for you not to be upset that I bought it without you knowing? I think that the money part, obviously, as long as we could afford it, it would be fine. But if I didn't have a say in this house, I'd be super pissed. Now, the house that he surprised her with, it was their dream home. So they had she knew what it. it was like. Yeah. She wanted the house really badly. Yeah. So she they, she knew that the house existed and what, you know, but nonetheless, he surprised her with the house. Fire. Seven and a half awesome. million dollar house. So yeah, good for them. They're mm. interested, their relationship, I know it makes you cringe, but what else do we have? Oh, the ladies went camping. Um, they hired Stephanie. Took them to Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Who's and Stephanie? Stephanie is the one that wanted to do, redo all the lockers. She uh, is the blonde. I don't even know how do she how do you describe her to you? bring up a picture for him. Okay, I keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So Stephanie takes the women back to, to her home state of Oklahoma. They they camp, but it's really they're in this luxurious cabin in the woods. They hire this guy to take them Sasquatch hunting. Somehow Carrie gets a machete. And like uh, that was probably a bad idea. She starts wielding it at the the um, Sasquatch hunting man. She's Mexican. Yes. Yeah. Fire with the knife. She had. 
<laughs> she had a, a full beverage in one hand and a machete in the other and was like waving it around Love it. the uh, the Sasquatch man and really actually going in on him. I, you start to kind of feel bad for the guy because like she's de- like riding him about hunting and that she says, well, why don't you give the animals there uh, a fair chance and give them a gun? And like even goes to far as to say he's got a little is how she says it. Um, and it's just like, it's really aggressive. There's no reason to, to demean this man that was hired to come like extend your storyline and make you sure you ladies have a good time. And like he, he, he even said he eats everything that he hunts. So like, and I believe that man, the way he looked, he did eat everything that he hunted. So okay, I didn't understand the bullying at all. Uh, yeah. Brandy's also blind is what we've also learned. I mean, I wouldn't have. To, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust her to drive me to the grocery store, let alone drive an RV anywhere. But. Not buying it. Anybody who says they don't see color, mm-mm. that's a racist. <laughs> <one>, right? <laughs> yes, it yes. is. Nah. Yeah, she ain't blind. Yeah, can yeah. we kind of like hop over to Brandy now that we're here, real yeah. quick? She sure. has a lot going on. So, so personally, she just had her fourth baby, um, and we see in the some of the interview looks in these most recent episodes, you see that she's a little bit pregnant. Um, so she just had her fourth baby. She's the one whose husband, that video came out of him making out with some girl, like in a club. Mm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And she has not come out publicly li- to say anything yet, but she has come out publicly to give us this like kind of cryptic goodbye message. And so a lot of people think that maybe she's quit Dallas which I am here for, honestly. I think there might be time. Ah, uh, yes. I think that she handled the this whole thing very poorly. I did not understand the fight that she got into with Deandra. I don't know if you saw this. Like, Deandra spoke out doing promo work for promoting the show preseason. And, like, she basically said, yes, we're going to address this head on. And Brandy flipped out at her for even talking to the press about yeah. it. And it's like, she's doing her job. Yeah. What are you talking Somebody about? Somebody asked her, like, do you guys talk about all the, essentially, the racist videos that your castmate put out? And Deandra said, yes, we do. Like, that was the answer. And Brandy was mad that she responded at all. That's not for Brandy to go. Agreed. I think she has some self-esteem issues, and I think the heat that she took this season has just battered at those self-esteem issues. And when you're dealing with that, probably the best place for you, not the best place for you to deal with that is on national television because you're going to get abused. Um, And it's just the culture that I think we live in. And so, like, I think if she is stepping back, it probably is a good decision for her in a lot of ways. Yes. And I think that even though she's trying to kind of backtrack on that horrifically racist video that she put out. And she keeps referring to it as a hand quotes racist video. Like she air quotes it for herself. And I'm like, no, no, that's what it was. Right. Um, But she just, it's just very highlighted. And even when she tries to explain herself out of it, it's almost like she's underlining it herself too. Like at one point she's in a, not in a fight, but she's talking to Tiffany, Dr. Tiffany moon telling her that, she doesn't feel like she can be herself around Dr. Tiffany Moon. Like, she can't say things that she might be thinking. And I'm like, well, girl, if they're racist, then good. Yeah, what? right. So that's all very confusing to me. And she, like, makes Tiffany feel bad that she can't be herself when is herself racist. What? Yeah. So that's all confusing for me. And I'd like for her to be done. And I cannot handle the shade of her eyebrows any <laughs> they match her skin tone it's it looks lot. like she doesn't have eyebrows if those are your natural eyebrow colors you gotta get them tinted <laughs> you gotta get them tinted I, I cannot stand another like 
interview look with those ginger eyebrows. Yes. Nothing against gingers, but when they match your face, <laughs> switch it up. Yes, for sure. So we see, uh, speaking of Dr. Tiffany Moon, and I have to call her by her whole Give her the name. rights that she's due. Yeah. So we see her kind of try and balance work and home life. And something I learned was after she, so she's a doctor, right? And after she had her twins, she went back to work six weeks afterwards. Whoa. Yes. And so she's finally, like five years later or something, she's asking to scale back her work a little bit. But she's afraid to ask because she doesn't want to be not taken seriously or passed up for any leadership uh, possibilities and things like that. And I, that's something that I can relate to a lot as far as like, I don't know, being a woman in the workplace. Yeah. I don't know if, I mean, I also wonder if it's like, is it because I'm a woman and I feel a certain way or is it because my personality is like a non-confrontational type of personality? Like, have you guys ever just not asked for something at work because I don't know. That's, That's the question. Um, I don't know. I guess that there are probably things that I avoid doing because I, like you said, it it might be a little bit of a personality thing. I think I'm pretty ambitious professional in my professional life. And so like, if, um, I feel uh, like I won't take time off, I guess that I think I'm due or allotted, um, because partially I work for a small company. I'm watching a lot of people around me work really, really hard. So I want to make sure that I'm putting in like maximum level efforts too. And that's just kind of the um, place that we are as a company. But I, yeah, I guess I feel like maybe is it because I'm a woman or just because I'm super ambitious? I can't tell. But like, I will not maybe, uh, yes, I'll, I'll do that. Or I'll get that in like, and like work longer, harder because, you know, because to meet someone else's expectations, right. like I guess. Prove yourself in some yeah. way. Um, for me, it's all about reading the room. You, you have to read the situation that you're in. Anytime I enter a new job, I always bust my ass um, like nonstop. But then you have to start realizing the company that you're working for, your coworkers, and shit like that. So for me, I'm an opportunist. So I will do what needs to be done. And then when I see an opportunity to ask for more, or to get what's due to me, I, I always speak up. I think we notice this a lot in like the pay gap too, though, is I think that for women, and I think this is a statistics thing, like women have a harder time asking for raises. When we, we have a harder time asking for things that are due to us that I think our male counterparts um, are less afraid to have those conversations or I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a, a fear thing or if it's a personality thing, but it, it is. It's a statistical thing that women tend to be um, more reserved when it comes to asking for things that are their, their due. And I definitely, I have worked for companies previously that were much more of like a toxic sort of work environment where management took um, advantage of their employees, I think, in a lot of ways. And so uh, I would be promised things that like would never come. And I would just kind of grind it out because like, okay, well, we talked about it and they they addressed it and it's going to happen. And then, but, you know, I'd let that cycle on for longer than probably I should because, you know, it, it all works out. But like it, you know, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I think we as women are somewhat ingrained to not push for the things, yeah. you know. Dr. Tiffany Moon definitely said that she was like, she really hyped herself up to ask for this, like this, like taking a step back at work. And then she said once she was in her meeting and her boss was like, yeah, sure. She was like, oh, OK. So sometimes you just have to ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. OK. Well, 
We mentioned it a little bit before with Cameron Westcott, Nicole Kidman's ghost, and her husband um, surprising her with a house. Mm -hmm. And so something about their relationship that makes me very crazy is that he is in control of everything. Like, at one point, she says that she's never, ever, ever, ever seen a bill, which part of me is like, well, that's nice. He takes care of her. But part of me is also like, but what? Like, not even looked at it? I don't think she cares, though. As long as it's taken care of? I don't think she really cares. Like, yeah. I think that she... I mean, that Cameron is definitely... Like, lives a life of privilege and loves living a life of privilege. And so I think that she kind of... If she can get along and buy the things that she wants and do the things that she wants and, like, you know... I'm going to be honest. Something's missing. I don't want to speak for all men, but I know in my life there's no way in hell that I could do everything by myself and keep you as a kept woman. Like from just this network in general to the household things, uh, to bills and stuff like that. That I'm not that man either has help or he's not doing it all himself. He has an assistant helping out, but there's no way. I mean I'm sure there is a level of like love there that, you know, you want to take care of your wife or whatever. But is it also I mean, I get a little suspect when Like, if, you know, we're married and if I just never know about anything that's going on and things are just happening, like, I have quite, I'm going to have some questions. So is this like, is this a way that he is like, has like some control, like is able to have control over his relationship or his wife or his family? Or is this, is this just a love thing? I would say in some instances that might be the case. I don't know if in this match, you know, like he seems she's I'll be honest. I think she wears the pants in the relationship. He just kind of funds a lot of their lifestyle. And I think he just enjoys, I don't know, making her happy. You see this kind of unfold in a couple of ways where he wants to surprise like, you know, he likes to give surprises, I guess. And that's part of his love language. So I think that that's just part of how he expresses his love for her in a way. And, you know, if that's their dynamic, like, I'm not going to shame them for that. If she's fine kind of living in the bubble and he manages all those things. I mean, I, I totally get it. I would not be able to be that way because I have lived in the real world. Like I pay my own bills. So if one day someone came along and was like, I'm going to take care of all of this now, I'd be like, well, that's kind of cool. But like, I have questions, <laughs> you know? So that's a good point. Maybe because she has literate, because she does come for money too. Yeah. So you're right. Maybe because she's used to that, it's not questionable for her right right someone's always paid the bill so like that maybe if if that's all you know then it's not going to bother you that like you don't know what things cost how would you feel desmond if it was if i paid all the bills and i like i had all of the things taken care of you just like woke up and lived your life and and that was that would you have a job if you want um it could work it could work but in in this Situation, I feel like from what I'm hearing about her is that she's always been that way. She's always come from money. Am I understanding that correctly? So that means her personality, her personality is always going to be a reliant one. Any relationship she's going to be in is going to be a dependent one. So if you're if you're coming from that, I don't. That will never work, in my opinion. But say if things were to change in our relationship and somehow you hit the lotto or we start selling your feet pics and start making a lot of money (laughs) and I can just do and keep my job, you know what I mean? It could work then because we we started off without that. Okay. Okay. I see. I wouldn't mind being like a sugar mama. 
Like I'm, I make a decent wage. I would not mind. I would need things out of that relationship. Like yeah. I, he'd need to do something with his time. Like he's not not working, right? Yeah. But I, I wouldn't mind being like the provider as long as like I feel like I'm getting something out of like there's like kind of a mutual level. Not that it's a transaction, but like kind of, you know, well, like that relationship is. Yeah. So. so like if I feel like certain needs are being met or things are happening, like if if he can take care of all the house things like when things break and they like i don't know i think there's certain dynamics where that could work like in, in our relationship it's very easy i feel like brie pays me in quality time and back rubs at the end of the day and i pay her in quality time and food you know what I mean? <laughs> so if one of those things start lacking you know we might have a problem yeah, I got to keep this girl full. <laughs> Look, there's no lie. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to jump to what has been my, I got to say, you've changed my opinion. You have turned me. You have turned me on to Summer House and I'll never turn back. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I told you. I, I guess I should have known, right? Because like to some degree, it's kind of like the real world. And I ate, slept, and drank the real world, like, in middle school. Like, I would go down to the basement, and, because I wasn't really allowed to watch MTV, <laughs> and I'd watch it in the basement, and my mom would come down the stairs, and I'd, like, flip the channel, uh-huh. and... Yo, men have a completely different story. Oh, so really? Funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were into the basement to watch something else. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I watched it. TRL, which yeah. was allowed, because yes. TRL, who didn't watch TRL? I would run from the bus. Yeah. To be able to catch it, TRL, yes. TRL, and uh, and real world. So it's I guess it's in the end it's not that surprising that I have uh, now an affinity for Summer House, but I mean the fight, the fight this this past week. So this is where you, well I guess in the past few episodes, but this is where you popped back in Desmond when the mm. boys were arguing essentially over the fact that. The way that, which is ironic, but the way that Kyle and Carl see Luke interacting with Hannah and Sierra and trying to like. Pot, kettle. Come on. Everyone's black. Okay. Yeah. So they were calling him out. Well, first Kyle and Carl were talking shit in the kitchen. And then Luke walks in and something that is different than what would happen in my situation is like, if you walked in and I was talking about you and you were like, are you talking about me? I'd be like, huh? (laughs) and Carl's like yeah actually come here right and they go at it and so you popped in when Luke is busting back into the house I'm sorry he went and hit hit it was a pussy ass bitch move he (laughs) left the house basically went down got producers and was like hold me back I'm going out there I'm gonna I'm gonna fight we're gonna fight this like and like was like running towards and away from Kyle all at the same time (laughs) who was on a coke rage is all I can say like he was I mean all out screaming Hubhouse, though, comes in, grabs him, body slams him to the other side. I thought up until this point my favorite fight might have been the Real Housewives of Potomac Ladies. But just because there was so much going on and it wasn't even a real fight because, like, they stopped it before it even started because he's a pussy-ass bitch. I can't stand Luke. I can't stand Luke. I can't. I'm going back and forth in these couple hours of seeing this. Uh... My first reaction was I was on Luke's side. LP came over, filled me in about the backstory. Then I switched. But now I'm back on Luke's side again. What? I'm back on Luke's side again. Number one, I would have knocked the ears off of Carl. Carl. 
I would have punched him so fucking hard his ears would have popped off like uh <laughs> like uh what's a little Mr. Potato Head. Aww. Seriously. <laughs> like you are gossiping in the kitchen with another guy who has these gossipy tendencies. And um, what's that little elf's name? Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> so y'all are in the kitchen gossiping like a bunch of little bitches. Excuse my French. But when Luke walks in, okay, you had the boss to say, yeah, we're talking about you. But number one, you were coked up, as LP said, and you started drinking again. Like, bro, you had drinking issues, and you're like, well, you know, I can I can have a couple of drinks again. I did not claim Carl was coked up. I think it was Kyle. Oh, Kyle? Kyle was okay. raging. That, okay, there so were amphetamines running through that man's system. <laughs> Kyle coke, Carl drunk. Yeah. Sure. So, first of all, Carl, you need to learn to control your alcohol. You already admit you have issues, so I'm not I'm not sure why you don't see this whole issue as being your fault. I think Luke. he sees it now. He does. I've watched some Watch What Happened Live because, you know, that's what we do now all the time. Um, and y'all, y'all part of the show now. <laughs> he did come out and say that, I think, since that aired, like, he recognized, I think he was at a point where he recognized his demons and the battle that he had, but going through the loss of his brother, he wasn't fully there to, like, cope with it and he was on the show everyone was drinking around him since he's left the house I think he's taken a much more staunch approach but minus the drinking like the issue at him that they were talking about how Luke was treating Hannah and Sierra is none of their fucking business like as a man mind your fucking business have have some balls like uh, the little elf is always gossiping Carl that that shocked me like when you told me the reason why they were talking that was completely shocking so like it was nasty. I didn't like it. Well, it like you said, it's ironic. There's no reason that Kyle nor Carl should be standing on a, on their high horses over Luke. They're all tool bags to women. For like sure. like it, none of them have very many redeeming qualities when it comes to how they treat the women in their life. Yeah. Um, Kyle, because he's kind of basically wifed up now, like eh, is a little less so. It's a little better, but we've spent quite literally years of watching him be trashed to his fiance until right. just this moment. So. so, I mean, why are they all of a sudden get to be kind of the moral high ground? I'm not yeah. exactly sure. Luke sucks, though, so I'm on board for it. I mean, agreed. Luke would have whipped his ass. Actually, that would have been a good fight. Carl and Luke, I would have paid to see that. But Luke like wasn't going to do it because he's too scared. Luke's an interesting guy. Two things can be true. That's that's Two true. Things can You're be right. true. Two things can be true. I took real issue too with the way that like the moment Des left. I know we're gonna jump into it. Well, let's we'll just use there. this as the segue. Yeah. But like when the moment Des left, he pulls up a towel and is like, Hannah, let's talk. Oh, is that something on your face? Yeah. I don't see that you guys we'll see. We'll talk in a few months, I guess. We'll see where this goes. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, man. Sit down. Leave her alone. I don't like Hannah necessarily either, but like... Let my man work. Let my man work. Okay? Like, he realizes that he has a nut a nut job on his hand in Hannah. You know what I mean? He has to... It's a sticky situation. If he if he wants to, well, play he's her. getting stickier. <laughs> hey, let her get played, man. I She's don't. Crazy. I don't see. I mean, I know that you you know talk shit about Hannah a lot, but Luke has played a part in her viewing him in their relationship in the way that it is. But didn't they actually have something in the beginning? Am I, am I crazy? They hooked up they? all last summer, basically. They didn't ever date. They kind of hooked up. Uh, they never actually, as I understand it, actually 
finish the deed. But no, like there was a it. lot of um, flirtation, dating ish things. That's what it is. So and so she spent the whole time Des was there, not just hanging out with her boyfriend, but proving a point. Oh yeah, a a PDA point that like this is my man and this is what you're missing. And she it was almost like she was looking Luke in the eyes while making while out. While turning Des yeah. down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what it is. Um, Luke is doing all this until he hits. That I didn't know that. I never knew they didn't finish the deed. They mm-hmm. didn't. But that was apparently on Luke. I mean, Hannah was like very much like, can we please have sex? And Luke would be like, no, thank you. Yeah. But you can but give me a come, blowjob. Yeah. And, but also, like not only were they just hooking up, but... When they were back in the city, he would call her every day. They would hang out all the time. They would literally, like, go on dates. And then he's coming back to the house with somebody new and pretending like none of that happened. And that Hannah's crazy for thinking they had a relationship when they essentially did. And this is my problem with it. I don't think he actually likes these. Like, I don't think he actually liked Sierra or Hannah. Like, I think he likes attention. Yeah. And that he lost mm. attention for four days, I mean, even prior to Des being in there, in some degree, Hannah was paying him attention, was like, and for three days, he lost that attention. And I, I think that happened with Sierra. Like when he felt like that was starting to float away, he got really graspy there and it didn't work out because Sierra's like, I'm a badass baddie. You can't touch this. And um, and and so I think it has more to do with the female gaze and the female attention than it does with actually liking any of these women. I agree with I that. I see that. Yeah, 100%. For sure. Well, Hannah and Des or rather Hannah introduces Des to the rest of the house. And we did talk about how she PDAs with him all over the house. And she also does lots of other things with him all over the house. And on some, someone's bed. He he should have jerked off on Kyle's pillow. (laughs) Why? I don't like Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he apparently went down on Hannah in their bathroom. Like we just learned way too much about the activities that were going on in bathrooms, in pools, in hot tubs, in laundry rooms, like literally everywhere. We were privy as a viewing audience (laughs) and a listening audience to everything Hannah was doing. Yes. And it actually makes a little bit more sense why they mesh and why they're now engaged to be married. Because before I just saw pictures of this like much older man who Hannah was engaged to. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Maybe he like calms the, her down because he's she's an old engaged. man. Yeah. yeah remember? She's engaged to that old man. Now yeah. She is. Whoa, 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 whoa. No one told me this. That's not true. You were sitting in that chair when we talked about I it. I would also like to point out, I don't think he's that old. He's just grayed early. Like I'm pretty sure he's in his thirties. No, or, he's not. He's in his forties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stand, stand corrected. Yeah. I mean, he's not like old, but he's older oh, for oh, sure. Oh, 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 oh. Were they engaged when he came to the house? No. I was about to say. That would, that would have set me off. No, but it was a very quick courtship that led to the engagement. I think they were together for about six months. And the first month of that, they she was in summer at Summer House. And well, I know certain people like that. Yeah, so it took no time to, like, jump through those. Yeah. Tubes, yeah. Well, it was kind of like couples weekend in the Summer House. So Des brought Hannah down. Uh, we finally met Robert, the guy that Danielle has been talking to on the phone and kind of dating virtually. I love Danielle. Me too. She is my favorite. She mm-hmm. is the realest of the real. I relate to her in a lot of ways, I feel like. Just I'm like, uh, yeah, but I like Danielle a lot. Yeah. Desmond was saying how much he liked her. Yeah, as well. she's definitely the one, the only one that's like all put together on the show with no drama, no issues. Mm-hmm. Who's she fucking? 
Robert. Her boyfriend came out to visit. He had oh. all those tattoos all over his arms and legs. I think I missed that one. I mean, he, I he was kind of quiet. Like, he didn't make a splash. I remember um, them trying to get old girl's boyfriend down. Right. Perry did not come. Okay. Yeah. That's but, but they're willing to move to Miami. But she also doesn't really like him. <laughs> I mean, by by the time this is airing, she's crying about it because obviously they're in a relationship, but she doesn't really. Um, She's also in her mind flirting with Kyle. Did anyone Carl. pick up, up on that on the... Flirting uh, with Carl. Carl, yeah, on, Carl, uh, on the boat trip. Yeah. She got... Liddy, which was a lot of fun because you never see Paige really get drunk. And she got drunk on their boat trip. And she was saying when they got back to the house and we were in the hot tub, she was like, in my mind, I was flirting with Carl. <laughs> she like was like kind of like drunkenly into yeah. Carl. and But without like crossing any lines, she just let that storyline play out in her head. Yeah. <laughs> I loved so it. Wild that women are into the ear thing for real. My, my, my wife has a thing for big ears. I do. That's so weird. Will you Smith. do love Will Smith. Yeah, he's got some ears on him. Yeah. I don't know. Luke should have punched some shit. So. <laughs> well, yeah, so it was an interesting comparison. So we had Danielle and Robert, and then we obviously, or not so obviously, had Stravi find his way back into the house. This broke boy. <laughs> who, who paid for him to get back? I... Who paid for that Uber? Who well, paid for yeah, that Uber? I'm just saying. I, I know he went to a Dollar Tree, got about $50 worth of tea candles, and set up that little-ass piece of fucking shit. Stood out there for an hour while they were at dinner. It was like, it was, I mean, it was like sweet, but that's not how you should get the woman back. Like, Well, y'all, don't, you know? don't forget he made a PowerPoint. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Get out of here with that PowerPoint because I mean, you know how my feelings on the PowerPoint we have discussed. Yeah. So at this point, I think that the same way that you said that Luke loves attention, I think Lindsay loves the attention as well. Sure. And I think that her, even in her mind, her relationship with Stravi has, that ship has sailed, but she's just like, well, look at, look, he is like kind of back. So I'll take mm, it for now. Yeah. That's the, that's the vibe I'm getting. Oh, so she's like a Luke. And I think she's really trying to tick a lot of those items off her list, right? Like, she wants to get married. She wants to have kids. So she's got a little bit of blinders on. I love Danielle, though. We all need a friend like Danielle. (laughs) She was like, we kind of drunkenly got back together last night. And Danielle's like, I just don't think he's the person for you. And then then Danielle tells Stravi that, too. They're playing cornhole. And she's like, hey, man, I know you're back together. Good luck. But, like, please know that I have reservations. Your turn. I missed that. that. I missed that too. Oh, oh my wow. God. Danielle continues yeah. to be my favorite. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. Yes, that's phenomenal. No, but for real though, how do you. I may have really want this woman back with like 12 candles yeah. in the yard. And Paige mentioned that too. She was like, Are we really? This is what it takes? Yeah. Oh I love it. She goes, Are we going to address that we've just glossed over the fact that Stravi's back in the house? Because it was like, Okay, he's back, and now we're kissing, and, like, we're together again. Yeah. I mean, we know now in, like, present time that they're not together, but we're also now not surprised. Well, because they have all those cameras set up in all those rooms, we're watching everyone have sex, and their sex is very uncomfortable to me. Like, I feel like they feel very awkward. Like He he ran that red light. Yeah. What? He ran the red light. You didn't hear that she said she was on her period that night? Damn. No, I yeah, did not. Did catch that? That's the first thing I thought of. Because as soon as she noticed he was on the balcony with the candle, she, uh, she went to the bathroom to get ready. She's like, oh, shit, I'm on my period. And came back down, and he got them cheeks that night. So. Oh, oh, my God. Them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right. They're like, I don't like that. But anyways, well... 
It's an interesting comparison between the three. I think Fun dynamics I, to see. I think I'm most likely on team Danielle and Robert. I see that one lasting for the long haul. We'll Longer haul than, well, we know, than Hubs and Stravi. And then I feel like oh, we'll see what happens with Dez and what's-her-face. Yeah, I truly don't know. I'm taking Sierra in the field. Okay. <laughs> That's my girl. All right. Well, we're starting to see Sierra and, like, Carl connect no, a little bit. No, no. Yeah. Man, I got to tweet her, don't Maybe just <laughs> as friends. Maybe there's just, like, a kind of a good friend vibe. She's been, she's just a really caring individual, I think. And she saw somebody that was struggling, like, with the loss of their brother. And so I feel like she kind of stepped into, so it might just be a friendly sort of thing. But they seem to be connecting, you know? Mm. Another lovely tea time. I'm so glad to be back. Yes. I'm so glad to be back talking them Bravo facts with y'all. Mm-hmm. We are back and it is game time. All right, this week, you know I've been getting into these games. I love it. This is my new favorite pastime. Oh, which, by the way, can we address the fact that the game that was <gasps> played on Watch What Happens yes. Live, the episode that we recorded, the name of it was Who Gonna Check Me Boo or something like Get the fuck yes. out. Yes. Yo, somebody stealing our shit? Yes. They jacking? Somebody yes. watching. Yeah. Yes. Who gonna guess me boo? Who gonna guess me boo? And ours was yes. Yeah. Guess who gonna check yeah. me boo? Yeah. I was I shocked. Oh I my see. god. I, I said it, it out loud so that the people in the control room could hear that I knew that my game name was being played. <laughs> I they, see you, girl. Yeah, they said it. We both were like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're making our way. Uh, all right, well, this... Downtown. <laughs> faces pass and I'm homebound. <laughs> Any opportunity for Vanessa Carlton sing down, we are, we are in for it. All right, well, this week we are drafting our Bravo Dream Team. So um, I'm curious, if you had to hit the paint or any other level of sports metaphor that I don't know, <laughs> with five people from Bravo... Bravo Liberties, as Desmond just learned that they're called. I didn't even think that was a real term. It's a real term. <laughs> yeah. It's a real it term. Google-able. Mm-hmm. Who would they be? Bree, let's start with you. Give me your team. All right. Here's my Bravo's dream team in no particular order. Sure. So the first one is actually somebody that none of you have met yet, but that I think Desmond is at least familiar with. It's the newest housewife in New York City, Ebony K. Williams. Us. Go ahead. Uh huh. Um, she is going to be on my team because, well, first, first of all, I know her from like she's been a guest on the. Are you mad? Did I you am. choose her? I did. That's okay. Um, she's been a guest on the Breakfast Club a few times. She's got her own podcast. She's on um, this show with Joe Budden called State of the Culture. She's a lawyer. She's smart. She's beautiful, and I think that every team needs somebody you can call from jail. So she's my first choice. Love it. Second is Robin Dixon from The Real Housewives of Potomac. She's a writer. She is, and I just feel like she's, like, the most relatable. And I actually feel like she's probably pretty good at sports. Uh, Yeah, that's true. She's real in shape. Um, And she'd just be a good friend to, like, sit in the corner or sit on the sidelines and gossip and giggle with while everything goes down. That's most of my list, is who (laughs) I want to sit on the sidelines and gossip and giggle with. Yeah, so she's, she's on my team as well. Third up is... Uh, a classic, Queen Dolores Catania from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, she's got a huge heart. She's very caring. She'd be a really good teammate, I feel like. And she also um, will tell it to you straight. So I think that, like, she'd be the the teammate on the field who's like, yeah, keep it going. You're doing a good job. And then also be like, what the F are you doing? You know, to, like, get your mind right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So she's a good balance. 
Um, my fourth pick is Dr. Tiffany Moon from The Real Housewives of Dallas because everybody needs a doctor in their life, and if somebody gets hurt, then we need somebody. Yeah, she's like, definitely not like throwing bows. No, no, no. She's she has the first to aid. Those elbows. She has the first aid kit. Yeah. Um, and I need to. I think that she would be a good person to like come up with the team. Um, like jerseys. She's got really great fashion sense. Ah, I have one of those. Okay. And then my last uh, person on my dream team is not a housewife. This is going to be Lala Kent from Pump Rules. She would throw some bows. Exactly. So first of all, she's got a private jet and she's willing to share. And so when we travel... Unlike we, Kenya. We hop on that. Exactly. Um, and... I put in my nose, she will fight for you. <laughs> um, and so she would definitely be the one who is like plowing people down so you can get where you need to go on the field. Coach of my team is Heather Gay from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She is a physically kind of intimidating to look at. And I think that's important in a leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she's also, did I take half your team? No, why'd you say that? That's so fucked up. Why'd you say that about Heather, man? It's true. It's intimidating true. to look at. It, she is. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's one of my favorite oh, people, my but it's go true. Ahead, um, and then... Um, my water boy is going to be James Kennedy. DJ James Kennedy. He is a little bitch. Yeah. Run around <laughs> oh, man. So that is my dream team. I love it. I love it. Me? All right, I'm going next. All right. Mine, like I said, is mostly who would I want to hang out with, but I have some thoughts on, like, why some of these be- ladies would benefit our team. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to kick it off with the shit talker of all shit talkers. <laughs> I feel like this woman's shape would undoubtedly like we'd rile some some people up with this one phaedra parks okay we also need a lawyer but everybody knows e- everybody knows so phaedra she's on my team i've been team phaedra since the beginning even when she was sucking the pickle like i <laughs> i was here for her she took maternity pictures like sucking sucking on a, pickle. a pickle and this woman has big lips and so it was That's very sensual where's she from <laughs> athens hell yeah sucking on a goddamn pickle <laughs> yeah 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 for a very similar reason why this woman would know how to dress our team and dress our team well. Also, someone who I think would throw some bows and play sports pretty well, Erica Jane. Yeah. That, she's an Amazon woman. That I bet she can run. She's got long legs, so I bet she moves pretty fast. Similarly, Heather Gay. Mm-hmm. You know? I know that I I would have to have her on my team. There's no there's no way around it. Sonia Morgan. Okay. Would be one of the best cheerleaders you could have. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like she's out there necessarily, like, one of the best players, but she is motivating everyone. Or playing everyone. at all. Or playing at all. <laughs> but she is motivating everybody with good times. Yeah. So, and then finally, just because I think I'd like to hang out with her, Leah McSweeney. Yeah, she was going to be on my list. She was, like, on the... Yeah. My backup. Yeah. Also tough broad. So I feel like. She <laughs> would, <laughs> tough broad. Been through some things. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, my coach, everyone's favorite mother, Caroline Manzo. Oh, yeah. Like yes. in line, you know? You don't know her. She was one of the original uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. What's her last name? Manzo. I've heard that last name. Probably. She seen. had a show called Married with Manzo. So maybe you. Uh, Watch that, but she's she's like manzoed with children, manzoed with children. That was it. Sorry, but she definitely has like her. She's she is an Italian mom, she's gonna keep us in line. We are gonna be running those drills. It doesn't matter how much we complain or whine or ask for water, (laughs) Caroline is gonna make us run our sprints. So that's a good one. I'm here for that. My water boy. So I watched a lot of Dallas this week, and which I normally like you don't do, but. 
someone whose relationship I started to become a little bit enthralled with, while I don't like her so much, Deandra and Jeremy. He, like, loves her. Yeah, he does. He loves her so hard. So he, I sense that he would, like, pay attention to the things that we need. Mm-hmm. Like, it would go beyond towels and water. Yes. Like, he would, like, those towels would be lavender scented. You know what I mean? Because, like. <laughs> warmed up. Yeah, warmed or up. cooled down. Yeah, exactly. So we, <laughs> I, I feel like Jeremy would take time to make sure that, like, our team was well tended yeah. to. So that's my team. Okay. I love that. I am also currently thrilled and waiting in anticipation for Desmond's team. Especially, that was my turn. especially as someone who is an athlete. Well, you're an athlete too, <clears throat> but I'm interested to see who you have drafted. All right. As you guys know, I'm just going to do this on the fly. So give me one second. I just have my Googles up of the Bravo celebrities. Okay. So let's start with my point guard. This is going to be the person who runs the team on the court, but not off the court. So the most important person on the court for me, it has to be Bethany Frankel. Oh, my goodness. Duh. That's well you, thought, that's are, well thought are out. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. She is the boss of all bosses. She what? She's a self-made millionaire. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course. Number two, my shooting guard. I need this person to be... Like, have a little finesse, you know what I mean? Can play the game well. And that's Nene. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how nobody picked her. That's true. But I love Nene. She, she's the reason I've heard of the Real Housewives in the first place. So, for my next position, um, this one's going to be this is gonna be a little tough because I, I don't know where I'm going to go with this off the top of the head. Um, my my small forward's going to be uh, Lesbian Tomb Raider. <laughs> Bronwyn. Bronwyn. You know what I mean? So in basketball, the small forward, you have to be tall but not too tall. You know what I mean? You got to be limber but not too limber. And Bronwyn, she looks like she can scrap. Um, I like a little dimple in her chin, so (laughs) let's go. Uh, number four, my power forward. This I need a dog on my team. Somebody who doesn't doesn't mind getting a little dirty, do a little scrapping, and that is Teresa Judice. Mm. Okay. So I feel like Teresa will fight you in the paint. She'll knock your teeth out and she'll lie on you. Always. <laughs> um, number five. This one, uh, I have to get away from basketball because I'd be remiss if this person isn't on our team. And damn, you know I have to go with Jen. I have to go with Jen. Obviously. So it was a tough choice because there's uh, there, there are going to be some crossovers. I wanted Ebony K. I wanted uh, Heather, obviously. I have her at fucking fullback or something if I was playing football. <laughs> but, yeah, Jen. Uh, again, for the designing, our, our team logo would be sweet. Our uh, jerseys would be sweet. She uh, does work for a marketing company. Yeah, she'll get us some dough, too. <laughs> Um, so my head coach, this is tough because obviously I wanted to get the big dog in and call Andy Cohen. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. I thought about it, but I was like... It wouldn't be fair. Yeah, okay. So the head coach is going to be, of course, the pimp of all pimps. Oh! I thought about it. I thought about it. That's who it was at first for me. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. She will be able to pimp my team to the next championship. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Waterboy, that would be someone who would just be fun getting everybody amped on the side. And it would be one of uh, Teresa's men. Don't know which one. <laughs> okay. One of the real, one of the New Jersey guys? Wh- whichever one uh, she's dating right now. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. The big one? 
The one, no, he's that's actually, Frank. No. That's Frank, the, I like Frank. That's Dolores. Oh, Dolores, yes. One of Dolores' men. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what, Dolores, Frank also would make sure that your towels are like lavender scented. So, water boy Frank. That's true. Uh, did you hear, this is also interesting news, and how we'll end the podcast, I guess, but uh, Teresa's man, sex addict. What? Yeah, we'll jump into that on the next episode. Uh, more yeah. on. Interesting. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, okay. yeah. there are rumors of him being a sex addict. Okay. We don't have a lot to say on that. Lots of ex-girlfriends coming out saying insatiable levels. Wow. Okay, yes, make a note. <laughs> that's where we will pick up for sure. Damn. Well, gosh, that's a wrap on season two, episode one. Like you said, it's good to be back. Ah. So good to be back in the yes. scene with y'all. Love it. Yes. Love it. Well, we've loved, you know, doing this. We've loved the people we've been able to connect with in the past few months. So if you're not already, make sure you connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Boy Meets Bravo. There is a direct link in our show notes to our social media pages. And we are a Creative Geniuses Network podcast. So be sure to check out creativegeniusesnetwork.com or follow Creative Geniuses Network for a lot more content for all kinds of listeners. We're Boy Meets Bravo, and we'll see you next week. Bye.